welcome back. Bill Michaels Show. On the air on this good Thursday. Good to be back in the seat today. Long day yesterday. Long day for the Brewers, too. A heartbreaker, 5-4. to four. They ended up losing. They've now lost two straight to the, uh, to the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, they flip-flopped. So they went from being back a game to up a game to back a game that quick. And the uh, Brewers now one game behind St. Louis after losing again last night. Hopefully today they can right the ship. And, uh, and then the losing split the series with the Cardinals before they get out of town. And the Brewers sit at 39-32, and 32, Cardinals 40-31 and 31 on the season. That would put them exactly one game better than the other uh, Brewers as uh, the Brewers... Didn't uh, just couldn't come up with a couple of clutch hits last night. Just uh, got stymied. Just couldn't get over the top. wasn't a terrible game. It just uh, one of those games that kind of got away from you. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy is the phone number if you want to get a hold of us. You can find me over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels at Bill underscore Michaels. Ben Z Kenny producing the program at Ben Z Kenny over on Twitter as well at Ben Z Kenny. How'd it go yesterday, Ben? Oh, uh, it was good. Uh, we missed you. We ended up talking about things that you should be able to do shirtless if it's more than 100 degrees <laughs> out. So we we had a lot of fun. It was a good show, but we missed you. Okay. Uh, yesterday, for those that did not know, uh, or knows that do know, I have been, uh, I've been struggling with um, uh, some spinal issues. And uh, they put me into an MRI and then had to do some things sed- uh, sedating me. Uh, not sedating me, but basically numbing my back and my lower back and my leg. And uh, it's been problematic. And uh, by the time I got out of the MRI, the MRI, I was in the tube yesterday for, it was almost for, it was like 36 minutes. I was in the, t- you ever Ooh. done an MRI, Ben? I have. Not pleasant. Yeah. It is, it is, um, uh, the first time I, I did one, I, I got claustrophobic. Uh, and now I've learned how to deal with it where you just close your eyes. They put the, did they put the headphones on you when you went into the MRI? I think so. It was a long time ago. Okay. Like if you have a knee or something done, you don't get completely immersed into the MRI tube. Uh, I know they have open MRI. I know they do that now, but the, the, the way that I've got, I think I've had four or five of them. I think every one of them has been literally in the tube. And, uh, I did the, uh, the MRI, they, they, uh, because my leg, the way I had to position it on the cart, on the, the table, as they slid me into the tube, it was excruciating. So they had to numb me a little bit and then uh, down my back and near the spinal cord and such and then put me into the tube. And so it lasted like it was like 37 minutes, I think, is what uh, I kind of kind of gauged. But uh, just by the clock on the wall when I got out. Uh, so they put me in there and they give you the headphones. And they let you pick your music, which was kind of cool. Uh, they ended up, they uh, they ended up turning on the Comedy Channel, um, which they have like the Netflix comedy and and um, and I guess Pandora, but it scans. And it was actually pretty good. I listened to almost an entire uh, half an hour's worth of Jim Gaffigan in the tube yesterday, which was pretty good. The problem is, if you've never had an MRI, you don't know what I'm talking about. It is so loud. That uh, that pounding, it sounds like literally construction is going on around you. Is it, you know, and it just is so loud um, to do that. But uh, I was in there for a while. And then when I got out, 
Uh, I was fine. I, I mean, I didn't have a whole lot of feeling in my leg and in my lower body, but I was a little, little, little out of it, so to speak. So uh, I was going to come home and do half of the show because I had to get to lacrosse last night. And instead, I came home and I just laid down and went to bed for a little while and then uh, went, drove, to, drove to lacrosse, which was probably a good time to get the shot and numb me up because by the time I got to lacrosse, I was, wasn't feeling anything anyway. So to sit in the car for you know, three hours out and three hours back, wasn't a bad deal. So I uh, did that and then did the uh, cigar dinner last night. Had a great time. Had a lot of fun last night. Got home about uh, midnight uh, and uh, and then turned around and got up this morning and here I am. So now we'll find out hopefully the results today and maybe the next course of action and kind of go from there. So we'll see what happens. I was going to say, did uh, you ever think about putting on the show while you were in the tube? Uh, you know, I, I could do the show in the tube. However... They don't allow metal equipment. They don't allow you to wear a watch or rings or anything uh, in the tube that has any metal in it. So I would think that the headset would be a little difficult uh, and the microphone and all the equipment. Uh, But I think the constant pounding and the loud noise and the buzzing and stuff would probably drive people away from the program. Oh, I meant listening to it as well. Oh, to listen to it. I thought you meant to actually be on the air while I was in the tube. Oh, No, would that give you too much stress? Or I would say something disagreeable and you'd want to just bust out of there. Yeah, (laughs) I'd start start twitching and turning in there. Because they want you to remain pretty still if you can. Uh, But for that long a period of time. It's amazing how much you itch when they tell you not to move. Do you ever notice that? Oh, yeah. Like do, do it right now. Say, okay, for the next two minutes, get yourself in a comfortable position. For the next two minutes, don't move. And just think about it. I mean, if you're at home, you're in the office, you got two minutes, okay? Take two minutes. Take the minutes. Don't move. And now you start to think about your body. You're thinking about how you're sitting, the comfort you're in. Suddenly your knuckle itches a little bit, or you got an itch just by your nose, or something over by your shoulder, and you got to reach and scratch. I mean, that's the way it is when you're in the tube, man. You can't be moving around. You can't. And I'm just, I'm laying there, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I got a ton of sun on Father's Day. So I feel a little itchy, you know, on my chest. So I was kind of like, you know, wanting to scratch. And then I just had to kind of just close my eyes and try to drift away, you know, just get involved in listening to the comedy and listening to, you know, other things. And, uh, but oh, man. <laughs> Chris, you're right. That's when you need to adjust. If you're a guy and you're in the tube and they say, don't move for the next 30 minutes, that's when you need to adjust stuff. <laughs> so it's like you, like you jumped on the tables too soon and sat on yourself, you know? <laughs> that uh, You're absolutely right, man. So, But that's, that's what it was yesterday. So back at it today. Hopefully we find something out and we can kind of fix this. Coming up a, later, uh, a little bit later on, about an hour and 30 minutes from now, John Ebert, uh, he is the media relations director and uh, one of the uh, head guys up there at Road America. We're going to talk with John about the logistics as NASCAR gets ready to come rolling through Road America with the uh, NASCAR series, the Xfinity series on Saturday, uh, obviously. I had a great time with the people from Quick Trip last night. Obviously, it's the Quick Trip 250 coming up. So I was talking to them about uh, all the different events they have going on. Uh, they're actually sponsoring a, uh, a Quick Trip Xfinity car in the race up there uh, this year. So uh, we'll get into all of that coming up. But a lot of, a lot of good stuff last night, a lot of fun last night. And uh, hopefully everybody that was out in lacrosse enjoyed it. Uh, I had a, it was very, um, uh, it was very uh, well done. Our, our friends from Alec Bradley, uh, the cigar manufacturer, Bradley from Alec Bradley was there last night 
and went through the entire process of the making of a cigar. It was really cool. And there was probably about six or seven people there don't smoke cigars. And, but they had a great time. They said they'd do it all over again. Because I always ask, you know, when people come to these things, what do you come for? Are you coming for the overall in, interaction? Are you coming just for the cigars, for the dinner, what? And uh, there were six people there last night that did not smoke cigars. And they said it was just a fun time, a fun night out. So our next one is going to be next Monday night. We're going to be at Cortez's down in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So uh, if you're in the area, if you're within the sound of my voice and you know Cortez's, uh, get ready because here we come on um, next Monday night. Looking forward to that. I've never been to Cortez's, so I, I know nothing about it. I'm going into it completely blind, but we're going to have a great time as, as we always do. So really looking forward to that. And i gotta got to give a big shout-out to our friends at Buzzard Billy's, man. Always, whenever I go to lacrosse, there's two places I go. I go to Big Board Barbecue. I love it. And I usually pick up some sauces. Uh, but yesterday, I got stuck downtown. I had a couple of meetings when I got into town. But uh, thanks to our friends over at Buzzard Billy's. They're, they're just good people over there. I love going to that place. Every time I go to lacrosse, go there. So uh, if you're going to be heading out today over in lacrosse, you're going to be looking for some good, uh, good Mexican-American, as I say. Uh, Buzzard Billy's is your place to go. Good, good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, the, the Brewers lose. Uh, NBA draft tonight. Did you cover much of this, Ben? Yeah, we talked a little bit about it, really in terms of what Johnny Davis could maybe do for Wisconsin right. going forward. But also Grant, big Bucks guy, had some thoughts on the draft. I'm not the biggest NBA draft person generally, right. but we talked about it a bit. I... Uh... I, I'm not a huge NBA draft fan unless you've got a big name coming out. Now, everybody obviously is really hyped up over Jamari, uh, Jabari Smith, uh, the kid out of Auburn. He's, he's got so much athleticism and so much ability and can hit shots. He can dribble drive, loves to play defense. You would have to. If you play for Bruce Pearl, you have to love to play defense. He he just he, he gets up on that. Uh that guy is by far uh, everybody's thought anyway as the number one overall pick. Uh, when it comes to Johnny Davis, I've seen him at number 10. I've seen him as low as number 19, depending on the mock draft. Uh, there's a lot of thought that he's going to go to Washington, but they also feel the Knicks are interested and could possibly then package him up and trade him away for something else. There, there is the thought tonight that there's going to be some movement of of uh, trade position and or trade players, uh, drafted players, in uh, in you know kind of draft night trades, so to speak. So, the Bucks drafting at number four, or excuse me, number twenty four, not for number four, but number twenty four. And um, I don't know if I have. I mean, the Bucks are they may try to move up or down. They don't have a lot of draft capital, obviously. Uh, and now you got Pat Connaughton coming back, which uh, a lot of people I know yesterday were happy to hear about, uh, that uh, rumor was that he was coming back, so sure enough. So that was nice, but um, I at number 24 in the draft, I, you know, there's a lot of talk about E.J. Uh, Lydell, uh, the kid out of Ohio State, uh, kind of a tweener. The Bucks are said to be exploring a host of options with this pick. Uh, also, there's, uh, there's Andrew Nem uh, Nemhard. Uh, Jake LaRiva, uh, Christian Braun. Uh, there's just a lot of guys that the Bucks are looking at uh, that they could possibly go get, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. And and the other thing here is, let's see if they even have an impact. Let's see if they even have an impact. 
So uh, I'm, a, I'm a kind of in the same boat with you, Ben, where the NBA draft is intriguing. The NBA draft can be exciting if you are near the top. Uh, but also uh, the NBA draft can be somewhat of a yawner. It is not the NFL draft. And out of, you know, out of the drafts, if you want to talk about the hype, there's the NFL draft, then the NBA draft, then Major League Baseball, which they don't even really do anything with other than on the MLB network. It's just such a long, drawn-out, arduous process. And it's a lot of guys. and Because the, the, they always say, you know, the first-round draft choice of the Milwaukee Brewers, and they bring him up, and you hear from him, and they talk to him on the air, and he talks about his college days or whatever and the process, and you never hear from him again. You, know, you, you just, you know, you wait five years before this guy's name even crops back up. He's going to end up either with Wisconsin, up at the Timber Rattlers. And obviously, you know, if you're a Timber Rattlers fan, you get a chance to watch this guy process and progress through the system. But the Major League Baseball draft is probably one of the the least exciting drafts as far as a fan goes that are out there. You kind of watch the name and maybe you follow it a little bit to see what happens. But until they're a big leaguer, which you know you're not going to really talk to these guys until they're, what, five years, seven years down the road, depending. So anyway. Uh, but the NBA draft coming up tonight as well. We're going to step away. A thriller last night. But controversy. Controversy. You help me. That's what I'm asking for. You help me. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. If you are sitting uh, right now in the comfort of your home and you're thinking, man, it's a little hot here, a little warm. House has been a little warm. Maybe what you need is uh, better windows, better doors, maybe better blinds that go along with it. Who knows? Our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, they have got you covered. And uh, Pella right now, a lot of good stuff going on with them. They've got uh, different deals, different, uh, different financing options for you. But uh, when I got home uh, the other night on, uh, I think it was Monday, uh, I had talked to a buddy of mine. He's like, man, it's getting warm in the house. It's hard for the air conditioning to keep up. I came in my house. It was sitting right at 71. It was the exact same as when I left it. Windows were open. I mean, open as far as the blinds go. Wasn't like I was, uh, you know, leaving the windows open. Uh, but the, the blinds were up. Now, granted, some sun comes in. It makes it work a little bit harder. But the windows keep the heat out, and in the in the wintertime, it keeps the cold out. I love my Pella windows and doors. Three things about them. One is when they put them in and they install them, they matched up the interior of my home. And I've got different interior in different rooms, so it was perfect. Secondly, the best part about it is they're easy use, easy operation. I can just pull the screen out, reach out, clean the windows. Even up here on the second floor in the studio, I can get all that done. It's just really easy maintenance. They're basically maintenance-free, short of just cleaning them. And then three, they all lock. They're all secure. When I walk in my house at night, I don't have to go room to room, and nobody's paranoid or anything like, oh, somebody break in, you know. No, no, none of that. Me and these things, unless somebody drives a truck through the house, you are safe and sound and secure. That's three things, economical, obviously, but the beauty of your home, 
the fact that they're easy use, easy maintenance, and the fact that they're secure. I love my Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. Or just call them for a free, you heard me, free, F-R-E-E. We all know that. And in Wisconsin, we know. If it's free, it's for me, man. Free in-home consultation. Give them a shout now, 855-PELLA-WI. That is 855-PELLA-WI, 855-PELLA-WI. All right, you hockey enthusiasts, jump on board and tell me if this was right or wrong. So the Colorado Avalanche, they're on the verge of achieving the immense potential storybook ending. Ending to Game 4 last night of the Stanley Cup Finals after missing the first three games of the series in recovery from that surgically repaired thumb, Nazem Kadri, Kadri scored in overtime on a partial breakaway, and the Avalanche got a 3-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay, Colorado now within one win of hoisting the Stanley Cup, which is massive and huge, and they're all going to bathe in it, we all know. However, two things about it. One, when Kadri had the shot on goal, nobody knew it went in. It got stuck in the top of the net, in the back top of the net. Nobody knew. The radio announcers didn't know. Take a listen. Icing is waved off as Darcy Kemper starts the charge the other way. Lekkonen just off the bench. Quickly ahead. Now some Kadri inside the circle. Kadri! Where's the puck? How did that not go in? It did. It did go in. It did? It did. We it did! Won. He scores! Nazem Kadri! Yeah. The Kadri man can! I didn't see it, but they did! I don't believe it! Kadri into the lineup, he gets the overtime winner! And you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here because this party is over! There you go. They get the win. Now, no controversy in the goal because it really was a goal. Okay, it got by, it got stuck at the top of the net. It just took him a minute to discover that that's where it had, it, had, it had stayed. It never fell into the net or behind the goalie. Okay, but but the controversy comes that uh, we weren't aware of until the head coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning, John Cooper, he gets emotional with reporters and 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 kind of goes i i i, I got to talk to you guys tomorrow i can't deal with this i can't deal with it and we're you know i shouldn't say we're the media that were there are like what what the hell are you talking about he said they still should have been playing and although not immediately clear it's pointed out that after the uh, Kemper pushed the puck back up the ice and found the stick of kadri one of the avalanche players mckinnon he didn't complete the change they changed the lines so instead of having five out there they had six he was trying to get off the ice as the puck came back down the other way into Lightning territory. But he wasn't off the ice. They were playing with six guys. Now, it's the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. And the NHL has said, we screwed up. We screwed up. We screwed up. How about that? So there has, I mean, I've heard analysts say, you know, this happens, but he wasn't, the the player coming off the ice wasn't active within the play. But Tampa Bay says, look, these are guys we have to account for. We have to guard for. They didn't change the line. One guy didn't come off and the other guy didn't jump on. It was one guy jumped on the ice and the other guy was kind of still just standing there. And they had six. 
So was it right or not? The game is over. Colorado celebrated. It wasn't until the videographers for Tampa Bay showed got John Cooper, their head coach, by the way, they had six players on the ice. Now, I'm not a hockey enthusiast to the point where some of you are. Some of you pay attention to it all the time, and you live it, eat it, eat it, breathe it. And whether you're a Red Wings or a Blackhawks fan or a Wild fan, whatever it happens to be in the area, I get it. Okay, there's a passion there. But you tell me. You tell me. I mean, if this was your team, would you be like out of your damn mind? Or when you go back and look at it, did it really not have any kind of a major impact on the outcome of the game? You know? Because you did have the extra player McKinnon trying to get off the ice, but when the goal was scored, there were still six guys out there. So you tell me. Ben, did you watch it last night? Are you a hockey enthusiast? I like me some some NHL playoff hockey. I had it on kind of as background noise, actually. And I, I went yeah. to sleep by the end of it because I had to get up for the morning show today. So I okay. went to sleep when it was 2-2. Two to two. I missed it until I saw the story this morning. That was uh, that was the big deal. Now, what Cooper's remarks should not distract from uh, in the night's most important headline, which is Kadri hitting the apex on, on his personal redemption arc, so to speak. Uh, but hockey people, heartbroken for Kadri when the uh, the talented forward who finally was able to keep his emotions in check in the postseason stage after several consecutive seasons of letting his team down with dirty and punishable plays. Uh, he was injured on a reckless shove from Evander Kane uh, in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, no promise that Kadri would even be able to suit up in the NHL Championship Series, let alone contribute at a high level, and then to come back and Kadri grew into the game. Uh, he pulls the brilliant move. And he ends up getting the uh, scoring opportunity and toss the puck to the top left half portion of the net. So there's part of that, the far the comeback story goes. But now you got the NHL going, yeah, we screwed up. So you got the black cloud. The black cloud right now hanging a little bit over the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. By the way, Ben, do you want a little inside information? Uh, yeah, I'd love between it. You and, between you and me and the fence post, there's a hockey team that we all know, that could be getting some NIL money. Huh. I'm breaking news here now. Should I play the sounder? Should I get the sounder? There you go. You can, if you'd like to. There is the consideration I have learned in the last, I don't know, hour or two, uh, that is getting consideration for uh, an NIL deal. So we're obviously not talking about pro. We're not talking about, you know, minor league hockey. But I thought I'd throw that out there. With? Or are we not there yet? With what? With who? With, with a sponsor. I don't want to tell the sponsor because oh. they kind of told it to me in confidence. Ah. But when they said it, uh, I was talking to them and this morning and, and we were kind of chit-chatting about some things uh, upcoming. And they said, you know, hey, um, you know, we're considering doing this. Um, I said, well, what, 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 is there a particular player? And I was thinking football and I said, no, no, we think we're going to get a great bang for our buck and a lot of hustle and a lot of fun out of a hockey team. I, thought, I won't even tell you, I won't even tell you 
what gender, so, male or female? Uh, that was honestly my first thought. I'm not going to speculate because I, I'll try to connect dots and then I might get to the point. I, I thought you were saying we're going to have a Bill Michaels show sponsored team. The, oh, wouldn't uh, that be great? <laughs> the, wouldn't that be great? The Wisconsin Bill Michaels is. <laughs> how, how, how much money would it take to get the, uh, the entire team? to uh to to just like come in and do shows with us you know like once every now and then for these nil appearances that'd be cool think about that we should we should gather a like can you do a gofundme to then take the that money and put it into an nil deal for the program that's pretty much what a collective is there's one of those in place we just don't obviously have that's control what we should of it do. we should grab one player and uh and we we, we should come up with a move that recognizes the show, and when this player scores or does something, they do the move, and then like the first person that sees it, we have like a, a text number, and the first person in wins a prize. God, that'd be cool. If we were going to do an NIL deal, who would you do it with? Now, we can't afford the big names, okay? But who would you do it with? Oh, 100% Wisconsin's kicker. Oh, oh! So what do we? What was it like? Five grand? You think would would buy a kicker? <laughs> sounds like it sounds like we're the live right now. Yeah, I'm trying to Find lure them right, all, trying right? to lure them to the dark side. No, we are part of the entrepreneurial service. Maybe we do that. Yeah, wouldn't mind that. That'd be that'd be kind of cool. That'd be that'd be uh, that'd be that'd be a good way to go. Ooh, now we're talking. Where's Joe DeGuano? He's got to be listening. We got to come up with a live opportunity for a player. That'd Let's not call it the live. A live opportunity. Okay, we'll we'll go with the NIL deal. I'll come up with something that's a lot more punny and makes a lot less sense than the live. The BML deal. The Bill Michaels likeness deal. Oh God. Maybe we put. Uh, are, are the Bill and Ben pictures, little caricatures on their, their shoulder pads or something. <laughs> or as they're doing an interview after the game, there we are, right? You know? Hyo like Prin the logos would, in the background or something. Hyoprin would love that. Oh, he would go crazy, wouldn't Just he? Just more of my face in places he doesn't want to see it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Or we put it on Zach's mic flag. So he we pay Zach to hold it up really high. Maybe we just give the money to Zach. And Zach, we put our likeness and show on the mic flag, and that way it's everywhere. That way every time some player gets interviewed, it's on uh, and TV cameras catch it, it's on the uh, it's on TV. I don't know. He's Big J. I don't think he can be bought. Who's that? Zach? Yeah, Zach. All oh, Zach can be bought. No, nah, he signed his way for he signed his life away to journalism ethics. No. Zach can be bought. Hey, Zach, we'll make a couple mortgage payments for you. Ooh. <laughs> we'll get a lawn service to come over and cut your grass. Yeah. Maybe we do that. Oh, now now we're thinking. Now we're thinking. Not bad. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Stay tuned. Now, if you are a hockey enthusiast, I want to know if this is a big deal. If this how how big this actually is, I mean the NHL has admitted some some that they missed it. Okay, they did admit that, 
But how big of a deal is this? If you are a hockey enthusiast, maybe we get Aaron Sims on. You got Aaron Sims. Let's get Aaron Sims on. We'll ask Aaron about this. I gotta I gotta find out how big a deal this is. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. night it was picture perfect out at the wisconsin state fair park the cheap shots absolutely rocked it as wednesday night live was back it was beautiful it was fantastic all the adjectives that would uh, exclaim that it was uh, a wonderful wonderful evening uh, were uh, pertinent last evening it was a good night uh, a lot of friends went uh, i unfortunately was out in uh, well not unfortunately but i was out in lacrosse unfortunately i couldn't be in two places at once because I would have loved to have been there. But it was a great night, great night last night. Heard from a lot of people who just enjoyed it, and they said huge crowd. Thousands were there last night on a picture-perfect evening at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. It's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. And again, every Wednesday night, it's Wednesday Night Live out at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. 6 o'clock open the gates, 7 o'clock starts the music, uh, it is 10 bucks to park your car, free admission, and what a fantastic night. So good stuff last night. Congratulations to all and Josh and the gang from the band The Cheap Shots who were out there rocking it last evening, so good for them. Uh, our buddy uh, Aaron Sims, uh, the voice of the Milwaukee Admirals, is going to join us coming up here at in the last hour of the show. He's kind of tied up until then, but he said he would uh, it would join us, So uh, that which is great because I want to get his perspective on what went down last night. Obviously, I mean, I had said I thought Colorado was going to be the Stanley Cup winner anyway. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but you kind of feel bad for Tampa Bay, who uh, had, you know, was was defending six guys, not quite sure what was going on in the line change last night as Kadri uh, netted the uh, the winner. So uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that coming up here later on. The, uh, the other piece of this, and Ben, now you said you talked a little bit about the Ohio State yesterday Ben or was that earlier the day yeah we mentioned it yesterday for a couple minutes entering the top of the hour I tried to do the segment though without saying that word and it's a lot harder than you would expect so it only affects certain things when it comes to clothing and trademark issues but Ohio State has gone out and gotten a trademark for the word the or the, T-H-E, I kid you not. What a hilarious sentence. It is, now like what I have for what we've been using for a while now is The Bill Michael Show. That's what it's been called. So if I put The Bill Michael Show on a piece of clothing or a trademarked item, I can be sued. That, that It's just... The word the, they don't want you to use on any clothing anymore. That's, look, I, ugh. I, I just, that's palm to forehead. Like, seriously, this is what you did? Now, I guess 
brilliantly they did it before any other college could do it. Because, remember, this all started via Miami. So don't think this was started by Ohio State. They just took it to another level. Remember back when the Fiesta Bowl was going on and it was uh, the U against Ohio State? And Ohio State players started using the word the. That's when it started, was when they were playing in the Fiesta Bowl for the national championship, and they ended up using, it, it was, you know, you, you go through the list. You know, hey, uh, let's look at the starting defense. Okay, uh, you know, Marcus, you know, whatever. The U. The U. That's what they did. Years and years ago, it started as the U. Well, then Ohio State played them, and it was from the Ohio State. And that's when it started. And now they've taken it to a whole other level. Whole other level. So I know some people get really pissed off at Ohio State, but it really started with Miami, if you don't remember that. But now they patented it, trademarked it. It's like, come on. So dumb. It's almost like you... It's almost like you just want to just put it put it out there just to see if they're even going to come calling. You know, uh, Vegas fan says they lost to Michigan. LOL. Uh, what I don't, you know, if you're a Michigan fan, I'm not pounding my chest too much over that, <laughs> considering it was like the first time in a decade. That's like being, you know, that's like being down forty-two to seven with two minutes to go in the game, and you get a sack, and you're a you're a linebacker dancing because you got a sack. That's that's kind of shameful, to be honest with you. So, I don't think I'm going to be touting that too much. Um, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, uh, feel free to go ahead and do so. William says, as far as the MRI goes, I couldn't do mine being a beefy guy. Got in the tube, though. Had to get out. Uh, wish that I know what I, uh, with that, I know what a hot dog feels like on a bun. Or being in the birth canal. <laughs> Uh, the only thing that, that when I, when I go into the MRI tube, the only thing that's tight is like where my shoulders are. That's it. The rest of me's not, but my shoulders. Yeah. I have known a couple of people in my life that needed an MRI that were, uh, we'll, we'll say a little too thick to get snossaged into the tube. That I will say. That I will say. I don't, I, I and again. I fit in it, but just my shoulders were just wide, so I had to scrunch a little bit. Not much, but a little bit. Uh, this is from Jalen, who says, uh, the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Jalen, I agree with you. <laughs> just, come on, man. You had to go out and patent the word the to get a trademark so you can keep people from using it on T-shirts. Now, I, I again, I get it. If you're going to do the college ranks type of thing, you don't want the Crimson Tide or the, you know, because it's becoming more and more people are saying it. But come on, just in general, just dumb, just completely dumb. Uh, we're going to step away, take a quick break, come back, put some sanity back into the program. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Welcome back. Hey, if you are looking for a water softening system, great place called uh, Water Doctors. Connecticut Water Softening System. I have it in my home, and it's uh, I swear by it. Um, I When people ask me all the time about why I talk about water, it's because it, it literally changed my life. Uh, the fact that I drink so much water during the day, and it's uh, not only hydrating, obviously, in, in the heat, but it's also very, very good for you. But the Connecticut Water Softening System, the best, and the reverse osmosis that comes with it is for drinking water is fantastic. Um, your clothes are cleaner, you feel cleaner out of the shower, and the water uh, drinking water is fantastic. Go h2theletterodoctors.com. That is h2 the letter O, doctors.com. Get a hold uh, of John Atley, the owner. 262-549-7733. 262-549-7733. Or just simply go to H2, the letter O, H2O, doctors.com. H2O, doctors.com. The, the, the best move I've ever made when it comes to some of the things in my home. 877-867-1670. Want to hit us up? Feel free to go ahead and do so again. 877-867-1670. Uh, this is from Ashley who says, uh, going to the Brewer game today. Uh, I'm going to have some beers outside, enjoy the weather and hopefully see Jason Alexander, my favorite Seinfeld character, uh, throw a gem. Ashley, I hope for the best. That's a day game today too, isn't it, Ben? Because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. One o'clock. One o'clock. Okay. So if you are, by the way, are listening to the program, you could in some markets lose us at some point. So I always encourage you to download the uh, Wisconsin Sports Zone app. Go to uh, the Zone Madison. Just pull up the Google Play. Just type in the Zone Madison, and you'll see the little capital logo come up with the uh, the Zone logo on it. And you just download that thing, and you can listen to the program anywhere and everywhere, and you never miss a moment. That's the best part about it. Always stay in touch. The Zone Madison. And if you want to find out more information, you can always go to the the BillMichaels.com. T-H-E, BillMichaels.com. I'm going to keep using it. What do they yell at us? Uh, what else do we have? This one is from uh, Ken. Ken says, uh, hey, unit, uh, watching a hockey game last night, I feel for the Tampa Bay Lightning. They were somewhat hesitant when it came to their upper-level defense as to who to guard since McKinnon didn't leave the ice. Uh, I do agree that the NHL blew this one, but I don't think it really had that big of an impact on the outcome of the game. That's what we have to keep in mind here. Yes, technically it was wrong, but I don't think it had that big of an outcome, uh, big of an impact on the outcome of the game. That is from Ken. Uh, Ken, by the way, a Blackhawks fan, living in Rockford, Illinois, listening to the program. Uh, Ken, we'll find out about that a little bit later too. Like me, uh, I would be miffed if I'm a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. Absolutely. But uh, But we'll get the official call. From our guy, uh, Aaron Sims, the voice of the Milwaukee Admirals and hockey enthusiast, when we talk to him coming up later on the program. Just an FYI. Uh, oh, by the way, did you see, remember when Tony Siragusa was on Fox? He was uh, the big, verbose, larger-than-life caricat- uh, caricature almost, who uh, did some of the sideline reporting and, uh, for a long time. He was on Fox and known as the Goose uh, Tony Siragusa served uh, as a vital cog in the middle of the Ravens' historic 2000 defense. He died at the age of 55. Couldn't believe it. I read that uh, this morning when I got up. I'm like, wow. Um, before joining the Ravens as a free agent in 97, he spent the first seven seasons of his career with the Indianapolis Colts 
And uh, he, you know, he was known as that blue collar, that run stuffer. Um, he enjoyed big moments on quarterback hits and just, uh, you know, took out Oakland Raiders quarterback Rich Gannon, driving the all pro into the turf, separating his left shoulder. The Ravens went on to beat the Raiders 16 to 3 and uh, went on to the Super Bowl. Just, I, I couldn't believe it, man. Siragusa ends up uh, passing away at the age of 55. Boy, oh, boy, that was a bit of a shock. Uh, go back to the first hard knocks. Uh, they were on that. Siragusa, they say, brought one of the top moments when he barricaded the tight ends in their meeting room with a table. Tight end Shannon Sharp famously declared he wanted, quote, restitution, and he stole Siragusa's truck in order to get an apology. That was all on the first, uh, the very first hard knocks on HBO. But uh, Tony Saragusa, dead at the age of 55. That was a bit of a stunner. Couldn't believe that happened. Man, Uh, don't know what what caused that. Uh, I have not heard any kind of an official cause of death. Um, Anyway, uh, 877-867-1671. Hit us up. Please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, This is uh, from Darren. Darren says, uh, again, the Brewers fail to convert with runners in scoring position. How many more times do we have to watch this team not be able to hit the baseball in key moments and key situations only to watch them lose more and more games? What is David Stern's thinking? I... I understand there is a certain level of frustration when they lose ball games. Baseball, and we we got into this discussion last night at the cigar dinner when asked, "What do I think the Brewers are going to do?" Um, I I know they've been quietly, you know, we talked about this the other day, quietly making some phone calls about picking up a bat. Understood, um, but you have to wait and see about what's going to happen with your pitching staff because you've lost two-fifths of your starting rotation. And if it doesn't kind of you know stem the tide of the ebb and flow, so to speak, then I think you just kind of hold tight and you wait and see if Woodruff is going to come back because you may end up needing another starting pitching a pitcher or depth. So you don't make a knee-jerk reaction after a loss specifically after a loss to the Cardinals and all of a sudden you follow you find yourself a game back you, you don't do that you don't you don't react to a game you react to what you're looking for down the road and I understand not to say that I'm, I'm dismissing your frustration because I understand it but what I'm saying is is you may have other things you need so do you make it one big deal to bring in a bat that's going to maybe stem the tide in your lineup, and also allow others like a ripple on a pond to be better around them? Or do you make two or three deals to just fortify the depth of your team, to just kind of stop the bleeding in certain areas? So I'm right now, I get it, but right now I am uh, patiently, while I'm not biting my nails because the Cardinals aren't running away with anything, but I am patiently waiting over the next couple of weeks to see what happens. I'm not not freaking out. And if the Brewers win today, they're back to even. And then you could say, through the worst part of all of this, they've had injuries to Urias, Colton Wong, Willie Adamas. Uh, they've had, obviously, a, a bad season out of Lorenzo Cain. Um, they've had up and down from Keston Hira. 
They have uh, Hunter Renfro's gone down at a period of time. So has Omar Navarez. Plus you lose Peralta. You lose Woodruff. You start to go through that list, and you say, oh, by the way, we're still even with the Cardinals. You, you, you think to yourself, you know what? We're not bad. We're in a really good position. Really good position. So don't don't jump over a loss or one game in the standings. Don't jump. You know, you only need to stop the bleeding as if you're really bleeding bad. But right now, I'm all in favor of not jumping. When we come back, going to hear from Craig Council after yesterday. Also a little insight from John Horst of your Milwaukee Bucks regarding the draft. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Cunis RV. Go to CunisRV.com, Wisconsin's fastest-growing RV dealer and the home of the big unit cruiser, go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.